everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute 37, beginning with the jock girlfriends moving to dance with each other now that their boyfriends <laughs> have stepped away for a moment. They're just here to dance. That's uh-huh. it. <laughs> yep, they are. They're just here to dance. And I have it going through Amanda saying... I mean, I know why I started dating him. I just don't know why I did it for so long. Mm-hmm. So, Mike yeah. pulls his friends over, and he says, did you do it or what? Right. My dude. <laughs> yeah. Did, <laughs> did, you, did you see what you just walked up to? Like, they were all but having sex with their clothes on. Right. Yeah. No, they did not do it. I wrote, it would be or room, what? Mike. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's the yeah. or what? It's the second one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, would you like to tell me or tell our listeners why they did not do it? Okay. Yeah. Beth's dad got them Pearl Jam tickets, and so uh, we can just go there. So the Pearl Jam tickets, the Pearl Jam show is in August. Yeah. So I looked up. Pearl Jam's August 1998 tour stops. And I found some very interesting information, Aaron. Okay. So they were not in California in August of 1998 at all. They didn't step foot there. Uh, They did Indiana, Indianica. That's weird. Indiana. a new state. (laughs) (laughs) Indiana, Michigan, uh, Quebec, and Ontario. Back to Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New Jersey, and North Carolina. So I was like, Pennsylvania, ooh. So I searched where they played in Pennsylvania and where Deborah Kaplan went to high school. And it was like four hours away or something like that. Okay. But then, okay. having been to Philadelphia in the winter, this just past this winter, where we stayed in New Jersey, I looked up the New Jersey venue and it is 10 minutes from where she went to high school. Oh, wow. So I think that this is possibly even either i mean it was well number one it's almost most likely that it's just what's a band that kids like pearl jam what's a funny time for the concert to be august because it's june and they're gonna wait two months to break up yeah however the high school they go to is based on her high school and it is 10 minutes away from a venue that pearl jam played in august of 1998 so like it's not that far they actually played two dates in camden new jersey 828 and 829 which is even more hilarious because it's the end of june yeah august <laughs> yes yeah, yeah sorry it's even more hilarious it's the end of august um it's actually 35 minutes from huntington valley pennsylvania it's it's 10 minutes from philadelphia but okay it's where you would go if you lived where deborah Kappen lived to go see pearl jam sure that's really funny. So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, um, because in order for them to go, for m- the movie characters to go to the to that Pearl Jam tour, they would have to hop a plane and go to the other side of the country or Canada. Right, exactly. Which yeah, is... Michigan, I think, is the closest place to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I guess, I mean, depending on who and what Beth's dad is, isn't it's out true. of the realm of possibility. That's true. That's true. So now we, but, we, we butt up against the, the logic of bikini sunbathing at graduation versus it's based on a place in Pennsylvania and it makes the most sense for them to see Pearl Jam from Pennsylvania. Yeah. So like, but um, yeah. So I thought that was very interesting. I was really happy that Pearl Jam was touring um, at all 
Because yeah. I was like, well, they might not have been. It might have just been like, I don't know, Pearl Jam, I guess. Yeah. But That's really yeah. funny. Yeah. Um. So, Mike, what does Mike say in response to that? Mike says, I thought Beth can kiss your ass. Come on. So then, so then Jock One says, Mike, sometimes we th- say things we don't mean. And I said, true statement. And he sounds like Steve Zahn. Yes, his... My note is that his voice cracks in the most perfect way yeah. that it possibly could. Yeah. And yes, he sounds just like Steve Zahn. Do you remember where we've heard Steve Zahn's voice before in this podcast or in this movie? It was in the intro, like the at, like at graduation. Chris Moore, the guy who was naked underneath his graduation robes. I think that's Jock One. Is Jock One Chris Moore? I think Jock One is Chris Moore. We solved it. We solved it. We and solved also, like, the mystery of Jock One's name. Now I'm going to refer to him as Chris Moore. Chris Moore, And right. now I don't have to say the white jock and the black jock. It's going to be Chris Moore, the black jock, and the Latino jock. Right. Perfect. Yeah, I think, and like, it, it adds up that he would be, that he would be a guy that is naked underneath his graduation robes. Like, Absolutely. It, from a character standpoint, yeah. Absolutely. It's wild that they, they aren't talking about it, but maybe they've already discussed that when we cut to them from Preston in that, in that scene. Yeah. So maybe they've already discussed how amazing or, and awesome that was. And then they've moved on to, I can't believe you broke up with her. Anyways. Yes. So that's, I felt really good about solving that. <laughs> yeah. I never would have figured that out. That is well done. Well done. Thank you. I'd like to thank listening to our, our, our podcast that we make um, as a listener, as well as uh, making it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Because without which I would not have, and also editing while well, taking these notes, well, not late, incredibly early, but having just listened to... <laughs> anyways, yeah. So we, does Mike walk away in disgust? Is that what, is that what I happens think, next? I think so. Okay. I didn't write it down, but yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. that that's what happens. I cut to... Uh, I have cut to Cousin Ron. Cousin Ron noodling at the piano with Amanda. He's kind of just like... Dinga, dinga, dinga. Do you find... But it's not like he's just plunking out random notes the way like little kids do. Like he's playing the piano. You can tell that he... Yeah at least has a working knowledge of how to piano. Do you find it incredibly skeezy and creepy that he's doing this while she's just like leaning against the piano? Not like a, like she's not doing it like she's, you know, a singer at a nightclub or anything, but there's a very like weird lounge vibe to this whole thing and it makes me very uncomfortable (laughs) do you know the christopher walken snl sketch the continental i do not so it takes place it's a pov sketch so you are the character that he is talking to okay and you are a woman he is seducing and he's this guy who who talks like this and he has champagne and like all this stuff and he is creep and like it's weird and then like you move to leave and he throws himself in front of the door. No, please don't go. That's the vibe I get from this with the piano playing. Like, yes. Hey, how you doing? You're from out of town? Like that plus like, I'm desperately trying to show you how cool and debonair I am. Yes. And in doing so, make you put your hand over your drink because who knows? Like, yes. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's this this happens more, I guess. Well, yeah, this happens more in the next minute where she starts talking about how Mike hasn't changed at yeah. all since they were like since they first started dating. But it really does seem like he is trying to position himself like, you know, I know you're going through this rough time. I know that Mike just is kind of a tool bag. Look how much more mature I am yeah. than, than that loser that you used to date. Like, there is such a thing as a mature man in your... Yeah. Like, you have a mature man in your life. It just... Right. It just... It feels... Mm. It feels so icky no. to me. We haven't... We won't find out for a while yet exactly what Ron's angle is in this conversation, but... right. Even if you've never seen the movie, the angle, like the vibe that I got from him the first time I saw this was, ew, dude, what, why are you being so weird? I think, I think it's interesting because I was just about to ask you that exact thing you just answered. Oh, good. Because <laughs> my feeling is, and this, this could be a, you know, male presenting versus female presenting stand, you know, growing up like with your, your, your experiences and growing up with my experiences. Sure. But, the first time I watched it, I was like, he's just being like a supportive friend. He's a, a fam- family shoulder to cry on. Watching it this time and every other time when you know it's coming. Yeah. It's like you see him stalking prey. Yeah. Like he's like cornering her and gradually edging closer. And like it's it's weird and gross and blah. Yeah. The first scene that we saw him in a few minutes ago when he when we yeah. first see him, doesn't he come up and like put his arm around her? And she kind of yeah yeah like she she does like a thing with her shoulders where you can tell that she's not real comfortable with it yeah. And again, like in the moment, you're just kind of like you know she's not real happy. Like maybe her hair got caught under his arm or something. Right. She's got this water bottle. Maybe she's just twisting the top. But when you know, like when you've already seen the movie once, yeah. Like, from the very get-go, Ron just seems ick. Yeah. Yeah, he really does. He really, really does. So this yeah. this scene takes on the tone of, like... I've gotten in trouble with friends before for calling things Hitchcockian when they are just suspenseful. But I feel like there's a, sure. there's a tone of, like, of, of um, what's it called? Dramatic irony, where we know yeah. what's going on. Maybe Amanda knows, too, but she feels like she's opening up to him in this scene... But we're like, yeah. get out of there. Get out of the room. Like, ugh, yeah. Yeah. But it's also one of those things where, you know, she probably, she doesn't want to be rude. Yeah, right. He does seem to be willing to listen to her, and she probably really does need someone to talk to. Right. So I think it's probably one of those situations where she's like, you know, there are some red flags going up, but surely I'm just... Make you know, I'm see I'm seeing red flags that aren't really there. Right. I'm reading the wrong thing into this. Right. I mean, like I, I don't know. I think probably there are probably a lot of female listeners at home nodding along, like, "Yep, yeah. been there." You know, wanted wanted to believe the best instead of trusting my gut. Yeah. And walking away from this awkward situation. I think we'll probably discuss it more in detail when it happens. Yeah. Okay, I think we should discuss it more in detail when it happens because yeah. he plays it like he wasn't doing that, like he, like he, yeah. like he thought they were having a good connection, 
And so he was going with that. And, like, I get that, but also he is being very aggressive, even if he, even if he doesn't, even if he isn't, like, trying to stalk her, he is giving some very stalkery body language and, like, motion and stuff. Yeah. And also he's saying things like, I never really saw you two together in the first place, which is... Yes. Like, undermining relationship stuff. It's it's very, like... Mm -hmm manipulative like he's he's being manipulative yeah yeah absolutely we've gotten a wealth of conversation out of ron who has probably maybe 20 lines in this entire movie yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) he's one of the richest characters yeah exactly exactly his parents have a lot of money um so he says Mm -hmm. i never really saw you two together in the first place she says yeah you and me both and then my last note is he says what and i wrote not believable what like yeah. The well-established Aaron and James conversation is, is it the choice an actor's making for the character or is it the actor not doing a good job? Right. And so I don't know which one it is, but like, it was the least believable what I've ever heard in my life. Like... Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Like, yeah. What? What's that you yeah. say? <laughs> You're looking yeah, for a guy who exactly. can play piano. ding 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 No, I didn't say that. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, yeah. Everything about this scene is very awkward. Yeah, it really is. And and I guess I just I think there's a there's a subtext when we are not I think the I don't want to be like, you know, we never saw it coming because you're saying, no, 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 no. Me and and a whole bunch of people and I believe that it's true saw it coming, sure. like whatever. I think that there's a hope that it won't. I mean, it's the, it's the whole thing. It's yeah. what you just said. Like you hope that it's just your imagination you hope that it's not as creepy as it's coming yeah. off and that he's just being a good listener and that he's just paying attention to you and not blinking and just mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh-huh <laughs> but like you yeah. I mean, like i always the first time i watched this I, I i seemed to recall hoping that he would pull out of it yeah like i watched i watched uh the first season of 24 this past week and there's a particular moment where a character that i like looks like he's about to make a very bad decision Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't, and I'm like, yes, like yeah. it, 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 it's that that I hope for, and it's not delivered upon by cousin Ron. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but Correct. I think that, and is... I do apologize to every listener who has not seen the movie that we have spoiled a thing. But I mean, like, I, I feel like I can see how watching this as a teenager, yeah, it would be easy to be like. Oh, you know, he he seems like a nice guy. But I feel like if you were watching this as an adult, especially in like now, like yeah. post Me Too and everything, yeah, I think it would be really hard not to be like, he's not sure. Surely he's right. not yeah. doing what I think he's doing, right? Right. And yeah. So I I guess I don't know. Maybe this is a conversation for for when the actual action happens. But I feel like one of the confusions is. How differently than Preston is he acting? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Other than not as nervously, like <laughs> yeah. Other than the fact that he actually talks to her, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But yeah, no, I think that's definitely something that that we should discuss when we get there yeah. because I think I think it's a really important conversation to have. Yeah. Let's hope we remember to have it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. 
I really, really, really want to have this conversation. So I'm going to make myself. I'm going to write, start my new uh, minute because I think next week we're going to get to the the, the stuff. I think so. Ron I think so. versus Preston. Now the real fun will be remembering, seeing if I remember what that means. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, are we good to do social media? I think we're good to do social media. Okay. Well. You can find the podcast on Twitter at JE underscore Minute Movies. But if you would like to speak to us individually, you can do so by going to at Unabashedly Aaron. Or at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network on Twitter at ScavengersNet. Alongside just a whole bunch of other great shows, including Historical Hotties. Mm-hmm. Which, which is a really smart and funny and just really delightful show. You should give it a listen. You can learn something. Mm-hmm. Whitney and Lindsay are lovely and just, it's, it's just, it's a good show. For instance, I learned on the episode I listened to last night, uh, Vincent Price uh, rocked the house. He like ruled really, really, really hard. Like, Did he really? Yeah. He apparently was kick-ass. Like he awesome. was a, he was like, he talked to, he like, you know, consoled and was there for his daughter when she came out. Like he was like, uh, like for civil rights, all this stuff. He was excellent. Like he was a great, smart, him. awesome dude. Yeah. All right. Well, go listen to Historical Hotties and learn about how, it, like specifically how great Vincent Price was. That's, that's your homework, listener. Movie Monsters is yeah. the episode, so. Okay. Well, I think... That is going to do it for us for today. So we should probably move on and record our next episode because time, as you all know, is honeys. Go hot dogs. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.